Wait a minute. I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. And welcome to the Undie Movie Podcast. I here am your captain speaking, Andrew, trying to take you through the skies as we make our ways down to a new movie this week. But before we get there, I need to introduce my co-pilot and head of flight attendants, Damien, the head of flight attendants. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Uh, please put your tables in an upright and locked position. Uh, when <laughs> this podcast is taken up uh, and prep your ears for this audio journey that we're about to go on. And Douglas, my co-pilot, which really that sounds like a fancy title, but he just sits beside me hoping I don't die. That's all. That is correct. All. My call sign is Goose and we're here to mess up the Iceman. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It, it feels like forever since we've spoken. <laughs> and I just wanted to, I just wanted to start 2023. The worst with, way possible. All right, great. You know, with some joy in our hearts, yeah. right? Just like Damien wanted to start 2023 with a movie that the only reason I can think he's picked it was he looked outside, th- said to himself, I really want to watch Jared Butler's plane. But uh-huh. Douglas won't let me make him go to the theater. So that what's the true. next best thing? Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the, the movie streaming on Netflix, Blood Red Sky. Don't touch me, okay? Was this me Ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, we have control of the plane. We want this operation of ours to go up without a hitch. If not, use your imaginations. I've been so Um, but yes, yes, the movie Blood Red Sky, um, directed by Peter Thorworth, um, is you know a classic tale of mother mm-hmm. and son going across the Atlantic. Right. I don't actually know if it's the Atlantic. I'm just guessing at uh, this point. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Um, to go to America to get a cure for her vampirism, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
terrorists take over the plane. So when you, when you, you know, just like the usual conversation you'd be having around the water cooler, who's more powerful, Goku or Superman? Now we get to ask who's more powerful, vampires or terrorists? The terrorists. Damien. Mm-hmm. Please. I've played, I played a lot Answer of my question. I've played a lot of Counter-Strike. The terrorists always win. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> there was an opportunity for this movie um, to just be uh, velociraptors masquerading as vampires. And that is what I thought the trailer may have been headed towards. And then I read some reviews, which clearly is a mistake and it won't happen again, uh, where they were talking about um, twists and turns that happen in this movie and that it is, and I'm quoting here, surprising. And then this movie started and I realized that we were already off on the wrong foot. Because it seemed to focus on a little boy that I do not care about. And that is very bad, both in the movie and in whatever else. But there was a brief window of time where his mother transformed into a vampire and was taking down these terrorists. And she seemed to not be in full control of her transformation. And so she was still capable of um, like pulling back when she was near her son. But everyone else, she was like full vampire. And there was a little girl that she also didn't maul or whatever. And I thought, all right, they're on a plane. The plane is being hijacked. She's trying to turn around the plane. And she has to be a vampire that has to hunt down and kill all these terrorists. But they're on a plane, and so they're going to come up with some clever scenarios to, like, keep this tense and thrilling. And then they didn't do any of that, and the movie's terrible. (laughs) And I think what made people, like, say that the movie was surprising, there's a thing that happens at the end that... I guess if in a better movie would feel more substantial um, because uh, it, it asks a lot of one character in particular, but the movie just never became, it, it was just never entertaining enough. Um, despite one, there's one character that seemed to understand what movie he was in. And he was, he's one of the terrorists, but he plays uh, one of the flight attendants. And he, until the third act, was far and away the best part of him. He seemed truly psychotic. And it made every interaction that he had with the passengers tense. And I thought the movie was going to keep coming up with ways for him to be this real monster and use just and show just how awful someone that isn't a vampire can be even compared to an actual vampire there's so many ways that this premise could have been better and they chose none of those ways (laughs) and 
there's there's a point in the movie where I almost message you guys to be like, we're not doing it. <laughs> I don't want any of you to do this. <laughs> but, but it was like a Friday and I'm like, it, I can't, like, there's no way I can't ask them to watch a new movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's football tomorrow and football the day after that. There's no way I can't tell them to watch a better movie. <laughs> um, to be like, hey, let's watch the menu instead. <laughs> Let's not do this to ourselves. Um, but this movie is... I don't know if it's awful. I just know I did not enjoy it, <laughs> most of it. I didn't enjoy most of it. With the exception of that one character for a big, a large chunk of the movie. The rest of this movie was just... It feels like wasted potential. And the dubs also did not help. I checked to see if there was a sub option, but for whatever reason, I guess Netflix there in was. Jamaica, um, Netflix in Jamaica one, did not offer no, me. No, that. no, no. I watched Netflix in Jamaica. Okay. It was one hundred percent, and it's not even an option. It was default for me. Actually, Why? no. The weirdly no, enough for dubs. me, it was I defaulted to dub. Yeah. It was defaulted to dub for me, and There's then when no I went to the language options. settings, there yeah, was a no, German yeah. with with subtitles. Yeah, in no, Canada, I can tell you that there's a sub in Jamaica because I only I only watch Netflix in Jamaica. I don't have. I, I think don't use a VPN I think Netflix. this might be an so, issue so that I got so. that is with the PlayStation version because this happens ah, with HBO as well, okay. oh, where okay. there's options like I can watch things with subtitles on a tablet, on a phone, and on the desktop, but the app for playstation i guess just defaults to me being in south america and then it's that's that's why you should um get nvidia shield i do have one of those <laughs> that's why you should use nvidia shield. it's not as fast as the playstation <laughs> playstation is fast it doesn't it, it it the playstation has too many buttons <laughs> Fair um yeah listen i I did not want to start. I thought I, I had found a, on earth a gem to kick this new I thought I was going to kick off this new year with that. But not for Andrew. There, Andrew had no shot of enjoying this movie. <laughs> but for me and Douglas. I, was I, like, saw, I saw it come into the WhatsApp chat, <laughs> yeah. into the spreadsheet, and yeah. I immediately went, I have no fucking idea what this is. I like Googled it, yeah. and I looked at the trailer, and I went, oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is, and then I went. Let me not ruin their parade. Yeah, this is let Vala, them enjoy this their. This is the for me and Douglas, and it wasn't. It's it's, <laughs> it's Veloc of Vampire. Yeah, right? but it, it it truly was not, and um, it's disappointing. Uh, so, uh, I've been I'm, meaning to watch Prison Break. Is Prison Break good? No, it was novel. It was novel four hundred years ago when it came out. Because I like those two guys from that Mar- DC show. Yeah. And I want to see more of those two guys just yeah. being those two guys. All right. So in all honesty, the first season was kind of good. But then they had to, like, once they left the prison, it the show, f- like, went straight off the Police rails. Prison? Yes. They, they execute the prison break at the end of season one. And then... So how do you have? Because that show lasted for like a hundred years. Yes, Douglas, it? and I watched three of how the hundred. Welcome to American television. I watched. <laughs> they've already broken out. I watched prison. three of the hundred seasons, and by the middle of season two, I was just like, "This ain't it." And 
like two episodes into season three, I'm like, all right, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to let this one go as I've done so many TV shows. Well, yeah, they're, anyways, yeah, they're fun. back to this movie. Yeah. Blood Red Sky. Yeah. Um, I mean, Damien, I don't know what more to say than what you have. Cause I mean, as you say that one, that one psychopath yeah. is psychopathic nicely. Yes. Right. Um, he, he knows how to like enjoy a scene. Yeah. I wouldn't quite say chew it, but he enjoys it, right? Um, the rest of this movie is just kind of varying levels of bland to bad. Yes. Um, like, sure, I kind of don't hate the idea of like them landing in Scotland and you having those like military guys being like, "There's some terrorists coming after mm-hmm. us." Um, but then, like, the whole flashbacks throughout the whole of this movie, they're flashbacks that have flashbacks on flashbacks. Yeah. And it's just kind of... To explain things like, no one asks. <laughs> like, I wonder if I'd even like this movie even a smidge more if, like, they didn't try to explain anything. Yeah. You, right? If they just went, like, they just did, like, a serious, like, we're just on the plane movie. Yeah. There's no, there, there's no, like, flashbacking to how yeah. she got to be a vampire. Right. There's no airport um, section. Just them on the plane. Heading to wherever these people you know, take over. And then yeah. vampires versus terrorists. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you can have like five minutes of them having landed in Scotland, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like what is this? Right? It's not even it's not even entertaining schlock. It's just yes. Is it good because it's European? I don't think it's good. <laughs> um, I mean, Douglas, do you have no, any feelings? It's a nice premise. I've never seen uh, vampires versus terrorists. So <laughs> maybe someone in Korea can take this premise and run with it. <laughs> oh, most yeah. definitely. Uh, so I will say this about this movie. Uh, my favorite part of this movie was when Sam, Sam Jackson stepped in and said, I've had it with these mother effing vamps. On this mother effing plane, yeah. uh, that yes. was the culmination of, of all the scenery chewing that was going on. Everything was great. Uh, <laughs> this movie is bad. Yeah. I, I, I told the story to Damien. I may have said this to Andrew before we spoke to the spoke on the podcast. I am going to tell it to you, dear listeners. I actually knew what movie this was. I mean, when I saw the name Blood Red Sky, I too, like Andrew, had to say, what, what is this? And then I did a search and I said, oh, I know this movie. I saw this trailer when the movie actually came out a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I watched it and my assessment was, this movie is garbage. Apparently it was a correct assessment. Yes. But little did I know. Uh, because... My friend Damien White put it in the podcast list and said, we need to watch this. Uh, So to me, that was a recommendation. Now, I know the type of movies that Damien and I enjoy. I also know that if Damien puts a movie like this on the list, there's probably a reason. So so I just want to let you know, Douglas. So all of the processing you're going through right now, I want you to remember it. So that next time when you see a movie like Blood Red Sky, you remember this pain and you know that it's not good. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, Andrew. Uh, the next podcast movie is going to be Girls Trip 2. 
So mm-hmm. we're good to go. Yeah, man. Uh, I really enjoyed that first one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my proudest moment. So, <laughs> so, so I had to do a little bit of a reassessment. If Damien says he wants to watch this movie, I immediately have the same idea that he did. Where I said to myself, well, obviously Damien saw this movie. And this movie is Velociraptors on a plane. And I am 100% down with that movie. Damien, it was not. Mm -mm. And I am, you know... Honestly, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Uh, I have to accept that. You would would do this to your fellow co in particular me, because I know what, where you were trying to go. I know the home run you were trying to hit. You did the Babe Ruth pointing at a particular uh, end result, and you swung and you missed, my friend. Uh, This is quite unfortunate. I really, I I mean, I don't have much to add uh, from what you guys said, but this movie is poor. It is kind of cookie cutter, paint by numbers. There are, as as you've both said, a couple of things that, that, or maybe in particular one thing, one person, that elevates the movie a little bit, which is that uh, very... Mm, shall we say interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, deranged. Deranged. <laughs> individual. <laughs> individual that is a part of the takeover team. Uh, but, I mean, listen, this movie, as uh, you've described it well, you know, you have a vampire who <laughs> has devamped themselves, right? Uh, she is trying to get to New York to completely get rid of whatever her problem is. Uh-huh. Uh, you get a bit of backstory as well, which is quite helpful because I definitely needed that. Um, and because of this issue, this, this problem, this situation that has occurred, she needs to revamp herself uh-huh. um, to make That's sure what that... You did the, yes, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. To make sure that the bad guys... Don't bad guy all over her son. And that's what this movie is. It's a very... I mean, there's there's a bunch of action in it, I think. But it doesn't feel that way. It feels, You know what it feels like? Damien, have you watched Avengers 2 lately? No. You shouldn't. <laughs> I stay far away from that movie. Yeah, I watched it maybe a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. I got all of those Marvel movies right. because I'm a crazy person, and it reiterated or it, it it reinforced my impression of that film, which is it was just bad. But it's bad in a similar way in that sure it is an action movie, but the action is so lifeless and loveless. And that's the Ultron um, one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Ultron yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you just watch it, and, and there's like a hole inside of you as you're watching it. You, you're just sad for them, really. And that's that's what I feel. I feel sad for everybody involved in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I apologize that you had to do this work, and when you get the chance, I will accept your apology for having me watch it. Yeah, no teams played hard. And I'm sorry, I did not want the year to start off like this. 
Um, well, you know, it's a reminder that mm-hmm. every year are new. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same year, just happening all over again. Yeah, no, I need to do. I need to make more of an effort to find quality <laughs> movies. I'm tired of coming on this podcast and saying, "Don't watch these movies." <laughs> Yeah, we need to. We need a better quality assurance in general. Uh, no, I think we've just watched most of the good movies. <laughs> I think we're running out of movies. Oh man. Um, I also feel sometimes for me, like bringing movies to the podcast, it's me trying to be like, all right, I want to step out of my comfort zone and be like, mm-hmm. let's not just watch the random Korean movie that came out this year. Let's watch something else. <laughs> and yes. then, of course, that bites me in the ass. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes. Um, like 80% of the time. (laughs) Um, Or like, I won't make Douglas and Damien watch the new Spielberg movie again. Like, we've done that for how many years? And he's been bad for a good long time now. Hey, 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 be respectful. I didn't make you watch the movie, okay? (laughs) Be be (laughs) respectful. (laughs) You can keep your mouth... (laughs) Out of his mouth. <laughs> keep his name out your mouth. Keep, keep your mouth out of his mouth. Well, <laughs> definitely keep his wife's yeah. mouth out of your yeah. That's an important, yes. important yep. thing. I saw, also, keep I, other things from his wife outside. You know? uh-huh. That's not, that's not <laughs> yeah. good. Right? That's so, probably um, the only thing I saw from like one of these awards recently. I saw Eddie yeah, Murphy Eddie make Murphy. that joke. Yeah. Right? Um, he's like, my it wasn't bad. To I, success. Didn't, I didn't mind that joke. My three steps to success. You know, yeah. work hard. Show up to work early and don't talk about Will Smith's wife. <laughs> yep. And suddenly I'm here. Uh-huh. Successful. I'm like, yeah, that probably yeah. worked. Yeah, that probably um, works. <laughs> yeah, turns out. Um, don't talk about people, wife, or their mother. <laughs> Bad things will happen to you. No one is about so, being slapped. <laughs> I don't know if we have anything more to say about Blood Red Sky. No, um, no, we didn't have anything to say when we came on to the podcast. <laughs> we tried our best. Yeah. We did a we did a good a, a, a good yeah. effort. We tried hard. Right. They did not. <laughs> uh, moving along, um, this week I want us to start a new a new marathon, uh, a trilogy of a marathon, specifically the Apu trilogy, um, directed by. Satajit Ray, um, <laughs> um, which is a trilogy of films around the character of Apu. Um, our first film in this trilogy is named Pather Panchali. So this film is the story of a of an impoverished family out in rural India, um, and the husband, um, the father, sees he sees a better life for his family and goes off trying to see if he can make something of that. While at the same time, we stay in the village with the family, which includes mother, daughter, son, Apu, and it Aunt, ends up being an auntie. Hmm? And auntie. Yes. I'm I'm sorry, I forgot about auntie. How dare you? Um 
Douglas's favorite character from Minari returns uh-huh. um, to to create havoc as Douglas is like confused. <laughs> no, my yeah. favorite character is Grandma. Auntie is not Grandma. Thank you. No, very she much. she definitely is Grandma. I mean, she is Grandma, <laughs> but she's <laughs> Auntie. Yeah, she's not called yeah. Grandma. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. It's one of those movies where, like, I could tell you there's a story about this family and they go through, but it's one of these kinds of movies where what it really is, is it's almost like a portrait of this time in life of this family. Because if I were to tell you, it feels like one of those movies where every character has their own story and I could describe that story to you, right? And it would be a story that happens in the movie, but I don't know if I'd tell you, like, that's the story of the movie. Um, So it's very feels almost difficult for me to kind of summarize it to lead into this conversation but it's a it's it's very much a portrait film of this family and of this village and of this time and it's the directorial debut of Satyajit Ray um it's his first film it took him like two years to film he filmed it on location entirely at a time when Indian cinema did not do this Mm -hmm. they were a soundstage business they told him it couldn't be done he told them, I don't care. I'm going to hire amateurs everywhere and we're going to get it done. And over two years, he made this film out in the varying conditions of this rural area of India. And out in the bush. <laughs> out in the bush. <laughs> and so we, uh, and he, he goes to film what was apparently a very popular book, an adaptation of a very popular book, yeah. um, Patha Panchali. Um, so as we go on throughout this, I'm not too certain. I should actually double check this. If the following chapters we're going to see in the next couple of weeks, if they were actually part of the book or if he just, he just kind of invented his own sequels to the story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look that up before we get to those movies. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, here we are at the beginning of the story of Apu and his family. Um, it is... A tragic story is an easy way for me to start out, right? Um, it's one of those films that... It, what I like about this movie, beyond the usual things I come to this podcast to talk about, that Douglas and Damien have stopped listening to me talk about cinematography and how much things are looking beautiful and how this movie is just intrinsically just happying to my soul to see things. Sometimes, more than watching Avatar CG... Just seeing things happen on camera in these kind of moments just just kind of makes me happy, right? Like when I see cinematography like this, sometimes just seeing the daughter and the the, two, the siblings running around in a circle to that entrance kind of just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, right, um, talking about the story of Apu and the tragedy of this film, it's a movie which I feel very much like a lot of international films of the time that we've talked about over the years is a film that kind of picks up the ebbs and flows of life of like a life, right? Um, where you're like, there are happy moments, there are sad moments, there are ups, there are downs, there are active moments, there are passive moments. There are moments where you're reaching out to your grandmother and you're helping her and you're getting her some fruits. There are moments where your grandmother is being chased off and you're like, what the hell is going on with this crazy family? Um, And it feels very much like a story in which due to the ups and downs, the not necessarily linear nature of the story other than this family's timeline, like 
it feels like you're just kind of existing in this family's life. And I kind of like how that is structured. Now, does it make for an overall entertaining and crazy movie that the blockbuster that I would have popped in my popcorn and watched five times? Probably not. But at the same time, I enjoyed the experience of engaging with this movie very much so. Um, it's it's filled with its own cast of characters that I quite love. The family, I feel... I, I like all of the family. And I don't mean I like them as in people because like that husband, me and him... Have, have fights to have. But I like them as characters that kind of like go at each other for having separate ideas of what is right and wrong and what is going to happen history, next. You don't agree with just dipping out of your family's life <laughs> <laughs> for six months at a time. You know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have had more yeah. of a question where I'm like, maybe he yeah. did the right thing. Yeah. 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 At the point in time where I am, I feel like I have questions for him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe ten years ago you were a true monster. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm-hmm. like when this movie was over, one of the weirdest things was I kept I kept seeing in my mind that final image of Apu with him with the umbrella, out just standing out there, mm-hmm. contemplatively waiting, just kind of hanging around, and. I wasn't sure at the time what that meant. In my, at the time, I think I was I was thinking to myself like they were trying to position him as the new leader of the family with what had just happened, where they're like, "Fuck that, uh, fuck that, father man, mm-hmm. is my time now." Because <laughs> um, I had honestly thought he had just dipped, right, mm-hmm. um, and and stuff, but like. And maybe it is more leading towards the, the thing I talked about earlier with this being based on a book with um, maybe there are further chapters and that's just leading into the next chapter of his life that we'll see next time we come on his podcast. But just that image of him standing there, just um, like he looks more like throughout the entire movie, he's just a young child running around shirt free, just enjoying the weather and just craziness and then knowing this one image of him like dressed somewhat more mannered right like a person who's about to go and do an action do a more decided action and like that to me was like the the most sensible conclusion of what this movie was where all of these things that happened to Apu and his family and he's suddenly just like I've changed and while it does this in this movie a lot of having people having some sort of visual icon of showing their change, whether it is the father throwing away his works, whether it is the mother just looking completely disheveled, whether it is the the neighbor who is suddenly no longer bitching and moaning at her at, at this woman and her children. Um just that one image of Apu's change was probably my favorite. Um, and him being sort of the main character makes sense. But yeah, um, I think that's all I really want to say for now. Um, I think I'll, I, I shall choose like like my favorite video game of my childhood. I shall choose my Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Go, go, Douglas. Tell me how much you hated this movie. Um, I actually really like this movie. Uh, my favorite part was when Apu um, rolled his ankle 
had to be on the sideline for like a quarter, mm-hmm. came back out, right. and the first thing he did was do a run right. straight at the defense um, and and get a first down. Like yes. that was really impressive. Amazing, yeah. really impressive thing yeah. about this movie. Um, so speaking about not having things to say about movies, yes, uh, <laughs> I have not watched finished watching this movie. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have watched some. I watched mm-hmm. about forty five minutes of it, and what I will say is, I <laughs> I will say to Andrew that for you to find all of these stories in this movie is, I mean. Bravo. Uh, <laughs> I have watched what is almost a half of this movie, mm-hmm. what would be a half of any normal length movie, and I could not tell you that anything has happened yet. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, I will say this. I think Damien will really enjoy this movie because, of course, I mean, Nora Jones' daddy makes the music for this movie, so I'm sure by extension... Damien will love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damien correctly pointed out that I have one favorite character, which is Auntie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the just the the shenanigans that she allows her uh, niece, grandchildren, definitely grandchildren. That we're saying, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. To get up to, yeah. um, I think her name is Durga. Um, yeah, that's the daughter's yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is oh, it's priceless. And the way that the mother treats her, the way that like she has this sort of childlike spark in her eyes, the way that at one stage she's just like, you know what? If you can't appreciate me, I don't need to be here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to run away. And mm-hmm. she literally picks up her mat and her things uh-huh. and just moves her thing She's like i'm out her thing it's not things <laughs> her, her, mat and, her mat and her thing leaves uh and as as you said andrew this movie i mean you used the word difficult earlier but i think in the wrong context because how i would have used the word difficult is that this movie is difficult to watch uh because it is one of those types of movies that is, and, and, and you said it correctly, it's more of a slice of life movie rather than things happen and move uh, a story and a, a certain narrative um, towards an end result. And perhaps I dipped out a little too early and, and the story reveals itself in the last five minutes of a two hour and 10 minute black and white Indian film from 1955. Maybe that's what happens, but it didn't feel that way. I, uh, I watched I, a colorized version. <laughs> oh, so you you got to see the, the deleted action scenes? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I I, I envy you. Um, I I'm going to um catch up for mm-hmm. our next podcast, and I hope to be proved wrong because I suppose I can see I. I enjoy certain aspects of, of the interactions. I and I really enjoy Auntie and her shenanigans. Oh, she has she has fun anytime yeah. she's there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I this is definitely a type of movie. As much as 
I think so far it ha it was difficult for me to watch. Um, when this type of movie pays off, it pays off strong, right? So so I'll I'll reserve my judgment <laughs> and say that next week I'll have two movies to talk about at once, and um, we could have a fight on our hands. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so that leaves me. Uh, you're both wrong. This movie is great. Legitimately enjoyed this movie. Um, Douglas, you're not wrong. The first half of this movie felt... It, it suffers from a lot of the itis. Like, there is a lot of old movie itis in this. But I don't know... By the time I got to the end of this movie, something happened. And the movie, I, I was able to move past the fact that this movie is 4,000 years old and enjoy this movie for what it is. And Andrew touched on it some. This movie is mostly a, a tragedy. It is a slow motion tragedy. These people uh, have found themselves in debt to the point where um the the modern husband the modern father are selling their belongings um bit by bit in order to cover their previous expenses and uh it gets to the point where they have to give up an orchard that they used to own and well, you that know, happens early on. Yeah. They mention it early on. Right, but they don't... Ex but, yeah, but it, honestly, yeah, because I was about to say... They don't really explain. They it sound like it was a scam. Yeah. They're they're like, I mean, well, the, 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 the father's like, well, I mean, they told me my brother owed them money, so I had yeah, to pay them. They, they didn't so really... It sounded like somebody was taking advantage of them. Yeah, but that's not... The, like, they are just at a point where he wasn't earning any money and these debts keep, kept piling up. And... So that is why he did the thing that Andrew agrees with 10 years ago and abandons his family. <laughs> um, and he does that to go look work in the city. And so he's gone for about five or six months. And in the time that he leaves, uh, the situation does not improve. And the mother is forced to deal with um, a lot of really uh, like awful situations. And... At the end, uh, what Andrew saw as a poo growing up, and this, the fact that they call this the Apu trilogy is from movie one is a lie. This movie is not about Apu. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's probably one of those trilogy names that like hit you at the end. Yeah. Or kind of, kind of like, kind of like the the Cornetto trilogy, where yeah. he's like, "That's what I'm going to call my trilogy," yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like. I know Apu is supposed to star in the next two movies because the next one is him because the family has decided to abandon this yeah. this house and move to the city where the father can get work. He basically um, like uh, reads and writes for people and that is how he earns a living and out in the bush where they are, he's unable to make any money so he goes into the city, earns some money but by the time he gets back the situation has deteriorated and but i think the th the the part of the movie that really um came into focus for me was 
watching the mother have to deal with all of these situations. There's a point where her daughter steals from the orchard that she used to own and the people come and make a complaint and the mother essentially has to make a big show of it and you know like as they do they did it with the with auntie and she did it with her daughter she throws her daughter out for stealing because stealing is never acceptable and uh, everyone in the village knows their situation and is not helping to alleviate any other pressures and so she throws out her daughter and her daughter is kicking and screaming the entire time and apu is there staring looking dejected and his mother is like all right dinner dinner so ready so please go go get your sister and it is those little moments that i found myself it is the juxtaposition between the situation they're in but watching these children find literally any joy out of these scenarios like andrew was being weird about you know watching the camera show grass and children running i don't know <laughs> this, this happening but he's right it is it is watching the camera being able to capture you know g- genuine moments of joy in what is a very bleak situation and after watching this movie i um like andrew went on the internet to like get some context to what was taking place and i found a lot of people because this movie is revered but there's a lot of people in india um that are quite annoyed by what feels like an imperialist view of this movie uh there's a lot of people who um seem to from in the western world that seem to enjoy this movie because they think it is a um like a, a accurate reflection of what life in india is there's a lot of indian people just like not our son like this is, listen you racist sons of bitches stop it no one lives like this go fuck yourselves and i it reading some of um the articles made made me realize that that's probably something i've been guilty of in the past like you watch these movies from these countries and you're like oh this is this must be what it's like to live there the only country that we knew without the shadow of a doubt it wasn't like that was korea the second we watched the korean movies we were like this korea place seems like my kind of place <laughs> but this is all lies <laughs> this is all lies i love it but this is all lies um and so it i realized that that is something that um i will have to um take into consideration especially when watching these older films from um these countries that like most movies they are lies <laughs> and it needs to always you need to always have one eye to that view um but it is watching watching this movie really like there were there were feelings of you know how are these people going to survive and 
for a time where it seemed like the husband actually had gone away, it seemed extremely desperate. And then things got worse and worse. And there was a point where I really, like, there was actual empathy for what these people were going through. And not a lot of movies are able to get that done. And so watching, like, just the little bits of these children finding things to, you know, to, like, enjoy. Like, you see them playing in the rain, and the rain means that very bad things are going to happen. But in... I've watched Kurosawa yeah, movies. In, <laughs> I know how this yeah, works. In the... <laughs> In the beginning, you see them enjoying the fact that the rain is falling, and like I, if you've ever been around children, you I don't know what the rain does to children. It it excites something within them, <laughs> and you you really got to see that in the movie, and I very much enjoy this movie so much so, Andrew, that I first watched this movie in its original uh, restored black and white. And then I watched the colorized version to see, you know. Oh, wait, you weren't joking. Yeah, there's actually a there's colorized, a colorized version? version. Yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> and I watched it. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> this looks and feels weird. But yeah, I quite, quite enjoyed this. And I'm very much looking forward to the rest of this trilogy. Uh, it is the... Apu duology and <laughs> Apu's mother's <laughs> single. <laughs> um, yeah, I very much, very much enjoyed That's this good. movie. Yeah, I, I did. I always come here fearful when yeah. I pick these movies where I'm like, oh my god. That was not the expectation. I saw a trailer for this and went, oh my god, Andrew's at, at it again. <laughs> and <laughs> genuinely, for half of the movie, I felt similar to Douglas. It felt like, but because like most of these old time movies, there's no explanation as to what is the the movie starts and then it just keeps going. A thing that um or snakes on the plane rip off movie that we talked about earlier could learn a thing or two from. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the I people am watching very your happy movie. To hear that, by the way, Damien. Yeah, you are giving me hope. The people watching your movies. The, have... the small things that I love will get bigger, yeah. and the other things that will I diminish. hate will get smaller. Yeah, yes. it becomes it becomes obvious what the the nature of the family is and what each family member's role is, and it doesn't feel so disorienting because at the start, that's how you feel. There's just like it starts on Auntie and you're just like, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> and then there's children and there's a wife and there's a man teaching um, his children um, how to speak and how to write. And there's like, I don't know what any of this is. And then it, it goes from wide and then it starts focusing and then it becomes clear, at least to me by the end. And I can see why so many people genuinely enjoy this movie. Because when you think it when you think India, you don't think anything other than Bollywood. And that's that's something that uh, that's like we watch a lot of movies and still 
my only context for Indian <laughs> is Bolly is Bollywood. Which, is, which I remember mm. when we were watching RRR last and year, I brought you. this up uh-huh. where I was like, uh-huh. I where uh-huh. like I'm 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 curious to know. Like I, I and I said it then, and I still haven't looked it up. Like the definition of Bollywood is it. Is it that brand of cinema, or is it just everything that comes out of India? Like, do, would would under that branding technically Patha Panchali so it be a Bollywood no, movie? So I right? I looked into it some, and he was specifically trying to break out of the Bollywood mold. Oh. Um, he he had seen um, the Bicycle Thief and wanted oh, to make movie. a movie in that vein. And this is the movie that it all of that led to, and he he and his friends um, became enamored with not making movies in the Bollywood mold. They didn't want this singing and dancing and big bombast and whatever, um, which the which most of their film you know leaned towards and still leans to because. All of the things yeah, we see coming out. Biggest movies are those. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, and so um, it's it was it was really it was really surprising. I think what it was most of all, it felt this movie felt surprising um, in a way that I did I hadn't expected, and very much like this movie, can't wait to watch the other two movies. Um, even even if the other two movies turn out to be hot garbage, this would have been worth it because I have I have one movie that I am going to you can hold you can yeah, hold I'm going straight to at your heart. Call the people at Criterion and be like, I need a DVD for this. And I love the, I love how DVD, you talk you know, about. Yeah, I love how you talk about the the Westerners' view on these films and how they paint their view of the countries because we talk about things like Korea and I I feel like I've gotten really good at this where. We watch a lot of movies. I, I think we're generally good at not generalizing like the movie means the world. Yeah. But, but, and let's be talk about Korea now. There are some things that when they appear in movies, I'm like, this shit is so specific <laughs> that there has to be something behind this. This feels real. Right? <laughs> and then I'll go down a Google rabbit hole, yeah. right? To find out, yeah. I'm like, okay, that is real. So like, for example, in the Korean movies, whenever we would see, because we watch a lot of Korean crime movies, mm-hmm. Whenever you'd see them make the criminal reenact the crime, yeah. I'm like, this feels way too specific. Mm-hmm. Nobody came up with yeah. this shit for like a crime movie, <laughs> yeah. and then it spawned a whole genre yeah. of crime movies where they all do this. No, no, like yeah, they do that uh, to some extent. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not you, for everything. I mean, you said that, but for way too much of my life, I thought that police chalk outlines were a thing. <laughs> like. It like I was well into my twenties when I realized that that is the dumbest. How would you know where the body was? (laughs) Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Like you see it in all of these movies, and so you're like, "This a thing," and then you're like, "Why would the police do that?" (laughs) So hold on, question, Damon. In your mind, which one made more sense, Uh chalk or tape? And like, the, both of them. I was just like, oh, if you don't have the chalk, then you take this off, which is equally stupid. No, Andrew, clearly chalk is where it started. Yeah, and then, and then they got, got yeah. better uh-huh. upgraded to tape. Okay? Like, One mm. day they're going, Elon Musk is going to give us just a hologram to put there, and that's, that's what he's going to do. He's, you know what? He's going to make one of his Tesla robots 
to mm-hmm. be to reenact the crime and right. to kill another Tesla robot, and it mm-hmm. falls into the same space. I can't wait for him to go to space so that we never have to talk about him again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I said about Ronaldo, but they're still talking about him like as he's gone off. And I'm just yeah, like, but this how is long just, is this going to last? Yeah, this is until like the end of the season when the business end of the season starts happening. Because <laughs> right now is the middle of the season. There's not really much to talk about. Haaland has proven himself. Arsenal keeps winning for some weird reason. Manu seems to be going forward. So right now there's... And the World Cup is over. So right now there's not much to talk about. But once Champions League kicks off, <laughs> no one will remember that he's playing football. <laughs> They'll talk about him in, so, in the summertime when teams are going to Qatar to play Ronaldo All-Stars. They'll be like, oh yeah, he's still <laughs> playing football? Question mark, I guess. Uh, Iman Hazard, can't wait. So never talk All about right. him ever again. Yes, Andrew, thank you. Never again. I was hoping Anyways, um, this I I would have some good on top of the. There would be two good movies in this podcast, but there were there's one truly bad movie, <laughs> and one movie Andrew only seems to sort of like. I think I'm the only one that really likes this movie so far. <laughs> I like a good amount of it. I think it's more that I'm tempering my feelings on it because I came in here being like, oh, I'm going to get roasted. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Um, you know. Yeah. I I did like the movie. I, ju- I just didn't love it the way maybe even you came out of it. Oh. And maybe if I watched it again now, no longer being completely batshit afraid mm-hmm. to come and talk about it on the podcast. Like these guys are going to stab me through the podcast mm-hmm. I hate um, so we'll be back next time to talk about the second yes. chapter Apu, Aparahito. Apu goes to school <laughs> something like that yeah I saw the trailer um, for the, the other two movies it's just him it's just something I've been to, very aware of for school. a long time yeah. and I've been like you know, I I wasn't sure when I was like scheduling this. Do I want to do like just the trilogy, or do I want to like go around Sajid Ray's career and then f- force us to be like, "Art, right, we like these movies. We should go on our own time and watch the trilogy." Mm-hmm. Um, I just chose the trilogy and said, "Let's do that." Um, but yeah, uh, moving along into what we've been watching. Um, Douglas or Damien, which of you want to go first? I don't know who's gonna say uh, just football. I, <laughs> I mean. I watched I can, the menu. I... Oh, it's right. it, it, it. We should have put it high on the top. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> the menu is better than a lot of other movies. That we well, I told you. I told you that even without watching it, I knew that it was it was way better than any other butter movies. I had to push it up. Mistakes, I, I, mistakes I, 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 are made. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is, is it, it is what the trailer promised. Yeah, it is what the trailer... I know, that's why I'm talking around it. It's what the trailer yeah. promised. It is... Uh, uh, listen, Ray Fiennes is... Mm, mm. How dare you not talk mm. about John Leguizamo? No, because that's a secret. Don't tell him why would you say that. I didn't know he was <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> say that to him. Did I know he, I don't think I knew he was in that movie. <laughs> Johnny Legs? <laughs> Johnny Legs is Johnny in this Legs. one. Yeah. Um, and of course, I like Holt. I like the boyfriend, the, the guy. Yeah. Uh, look, Douglas. About this, a boy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's what we want. It's, it's what you want out of a movie. Um, 
and that's it's just it's everything else is just sports and rewatches at this point so like um again the english you should have probably bumped the english to the best tv show <laughs> um, that show is amazing it's real good ha- have you watched the shadow line yet no, I haven't. Because I'm rewatching the English with Come on. Denise. No, I'm. It's on the more, list. I'm definitely more, going to more Hugo Blick. Yeah, you, you got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> I didn't even make that joke. That's how good that joke is. Yeah. That you made it in your yep. head. <laughs> yep. And made that noise. Yeah. I love it. All right. Um. So I mean, for those of you who listened to our last top ten podcast, you would know that I watched movies about banshees and onions and that they were really good. Uh, <laughs> we, I also have a feeling like I've said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. I happened to watch a movie by the name of Bullet Train for the first, second time, yeah. or the second, first time. Mm-hmm. That movie is pretty fun. Yeah. It's real <laughs> uh, stupid. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, yeah. it's silly. It's, uh, it's called bullet train, guys. Listen, <laughs> there's times you ju- yep. you just need to take the easy wins in life. Yep. Bullet train is what it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, it really is. Uh, I sincerely I hope watched... that plane is a good book because plane is such a terrible name. Such a bad name. <laughs> but I mean, All I right, have to say, so... I have a lot of goodwill, even though he's in a lot of bad things i have a lot of goodwill for gerard butler mm-hmm. i mean he is Sparta. my one and true hope for plane because uh-huh. it seems to have made enough money that they might just do a part two uh-huh. i don't want plane two i want part two to be truck no train andrew i want plane. it to be train Train. I want it to, no, just a different. Exactly. They ha, they ha, must change up the vehicles, no, right? I, That's all I'm saying. Start with plane, then go to train, train and, and then automobile. automobile. Yeah, thank you, Douglas. <laughs> thank yes. you. Hurry, hurry, not. <laughs> and then the trilogies, planes, trains, and automobile. I don't understand, Andrew. Roberts. I don't. I don't, Andrew. Oh, Damien, how are we the same person? How are we the same person? <laughs> it's real bad. We've, we're bro- so, yeah. broken people. Let's continue. I also watch Black Adam. Damien, <laughs> yes. you are wrong. Yeah. Andrew, you are right. This movie is awful. <laughs> uh, For a moment there, you call it saying Damien was wrong frightened me because I forgot how Damien felt about it. I just assumed we all agreed this movie is terrible. No, Damien so no, my was br- average, which yeah. I expected to think, and unfortunately, I did not. <laughs> um, oh, it's so bad. It's like, I mean, uh, all right, Douglas, how do you feel about Thor? Th- the four? The four. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about Black Adam. I feel about Thor no. the exact same way I feel about Black Adam. Both of them are just more superhero movies. <laughs> I do not think... Listen, there are things to like about both of these movies, but on a whole, if they so didn't make either Thor of these movies, nothing would have happened. Has Christian Bale... That's like the only thing I like about Thor he, 4. Yes, but he, Is there anything in Black Adam he, to like? You can't say you like There's Christian a, Bale well, if you put him in 10 minutes of the movie. He's yeah. criminally underutilized in that movie. He should have been terrorizing everyone. And at the start of the movie, you're like, oh, I see where these guys are going. And then nothing. He just appears. 
But anyways, and he's Christian. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to discuss Thor four yeah, because or Black that's Adam. not the that's that's yeah, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about Black Adam and how terrible oh, Black right, Adam right. is. Right? James Bond is Black good Adam in is it. terrible. Hmm? James Bond is good. No, no. It's nice to hear James Bond's voice, yeah. especially in the week that I saw GoldenEye is going to get released for people to play again. That's what Christian Bale um, was, just a voice in the movie. <laughs> so is it sad that you said James Bond was great uh-huh. and it took me more than like maybe 10 seconds to realize who you were talking oh about? Oh my God, Douglas. Because I was like, Daniel Craig is not in Oh this my movie. God. And then <laughs> Douglas, Daniel He's Douglas in like, the oh, glass wait, onion. Listen, He's in the glass <laughs> onion, not this one. No matter what happens. <laughs> That man will always be my James, James Bond. Uh, wait, you're James Bond? My first, my first, you're... my first trip to the movie theater to watch a James Bond. Yeah. Had, oh, yeah. Right. That, our age we bracket, that would have been him. Age, so that's right? what I'm but talking my about. My James Bond is, Daniel is 100% no. no. Roger Moore. No, there's no way. I don't want any of these old So, people. okay, I can see an no, argument for him because I, I, I have, no, thanks. because of the, the way I am. Yeah. And Damien should be like this too. I appreciate that humor. However, my James Bond will always be... Look, he ran over crocodiles, okay, guys? <laughs> he ran over fucking crocodiles. Yeah. Um, I have to say, Mr. Australia has, you know... No, no. Is but my it. memories of James Bond <laughs> is watching Roger Moore movies right. on yeah. TV constantly. Watched, right, <laughs> but also I watched... Everyone TV. remembers that, but Shanghai I went to the theater... To watch no, yeah, Goldeneye, yeah. and then I played an N64 terrible game called Goldeneye. Oh, so was, that was, game is not terrible. It is terrible. That game is amazing. It is the best nostalgia is a beautiful ever. thing for video it games, is <laughs> especially when you don't play video games. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that's yes. the end of our review so, of Black Adam. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, I actually have two two things that that I really did want to talk about. Uh, I'll start with the one that has a lot less thought behind it, which is I watched a pretty decent show on Netflix by the name of Kaleidoscope. It's it stars. I'm sorry, oh. decent. All right, what? I just have a quick question. I have not watched this show. It's not good. The only thing I know about this show <laughs> is apparently is apparently people have claimed they've. St- filmed it such that you can watch it in any order yeah, yeah. That's, that's what right. they claim yeah. and like I'm sure is there like a shuffle button of... for you or something like no it doesn't <laughs> tell you that it's mm-hmm. shuffling it just does it i guess i'm sure yeah. there's some sort of um what's the word some sort of algorithm yeah. but i bet that everybody watches the last episode last yeah okay how it looks mm-hmm. uh but either way that show is fine i mean i'm not going to Go there and say it is the greatest show ever, but I enjoyed myself watching that show. I expected better. It's a, it's a silly. It's all right. You know what it is, Damian? Mm-hmm. It's jet and you <laughs> did not get behind jet until your second watch. Listen to me. I'm not going to have you threaten me with jet. I. And one speaking op- of which, it even involves one of one apology. One apology is all you get for Listen, I already came here and said my piece on. But it's the same kind of show. It's it's the same caliber show. Yeah, and it's the same. I just this one just knows what it is too. This one just. I'm not saying that it hits hard, you know. I'm just saying it hits. I I enjoyed it anyway. Fair enough. I did enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, Andrew. I would recommend that you you watch it if you're looking for something just to enjoy. Watch right? the English. Um, 
Oh, watch! Oh, definitely watch <laughs> the English. But also, this show is pretty decent. Um, now, why I really want to talk about the show has nothing to do with the show itself. The show is fine. The show is great. It, it, you know, there are heists. Yay! Listen here. The only reason we are not, we did not talk about this show on our top ten podcast is while I was nominating things, I realized that technically. This is a 2023 piece of media. So I'm telling you all from now that we have an early horse in the MVP race. And that horse is Gus Fring's young boy makeup. <laughs> Damien. Damien White. <laughs> you cannot tell me. That when they try to make this right. man right. look like he is in his 30s and right. 20s, that that is not right. the best thing that you have Here's seen the, in the, at least the last 10 Here's years. what I'm going to, when one day when you've retired, I'm going to <laughs> come to your house and we're going to watch this TV show together. <laughs> because I think there's a show to be enjoyed sitting beside you <laughs> that I cannot get to watching this show alone. <laughs> Be- so Andrew, oh sorry, go ahead. <laughs> because listen, I saw that I was just like, come on, I know. Just hear, hear the joy in your voice. I'm like, boy, Ben Douglas would have had a field day watching this. <laughs> it was hilarious, Andrew. Andrew. So, how I would describe what he looks like when they try to pretend like he is younger than he is. And by the way, this man is clearly amazing. I think he's 60-something, and he's doing things in this show that, boy, only young boys should do. Anyway, um, his young boy makeup makes him look like... Has anybody here watched Family Guy? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen bits and spurts. Um, I just sent you a picture of a fellow by the name of Quagmire. Yes. That... Is exactly what Gosfring looks like <laughs> yes. when they try to make him young. It's it dies here, like put him in a nice shirt <laughs> yes. and tight pants, and they're like, it's the 70s, man. Yeah, but essentially <laughs> what they do, they put so much makeup on him because they've decided clearly, they're like, I'm not doing de aging technology, that's stupid. But they do it with makeup, with actual makeup. And what they do is they're like, all right, clearly we need to fill in the cracks. Right, we need to fill in all of these wrinkles and whatever else is there, but the only way to do that is to make his head five times as large Bigger. as it actually is. <laughs> so it looks amazing and it looks just like Quagmire from Family Guy. Number one seed in the MVP race for this year, I'm just saying it. Finally, I wanted to talk about a show that, as I said, I has a little bit more thought to it. At first, I was going to say it's it's fine and kind of fun, but this one is a little bit weird, right? So I watched a BBC show by the name of SAS Rogue Heroes. I may have even spoken about it on one of our podcasts because I started it. But one of the reasons why I want to talk a little bit about it is because... It's one of those weird things, right? This show 
why you if you enjoy this show, why you enjoy it is because it really glamorizes the horrible things that these people do, the horrible people that these people are. Um, and you know, it, it, it does that movie thing or, or that, that television thing where where you kind of turn off your, 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 your real life brain and you turn on your fantasy brain and you're just like, oh, this looks cool, right? This guy is cool. Um, and it's fun to watch him murder innocent people, for example, right? And it's that whole fantasy versus reality thing, right? When we watch, uh, I was going to say The Hateful Eight, but that's not the right one. When we watch Django Unchained or we watch um, the other Tarantino movie with Hitler. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, mm -hmm. thank you. you. You know, like, it's completely fake and you kind of say, oh, it's done for comedic purposes or for whatever purposes. And you don't equate it with real people doing these real horrendous things and you are able then to laugh at what is actually something that is pretty atrocious, right? Now, I was doing that for all of this show and then what kind of hit me was that very recently, all of a sudden, right after the show finished, uh, I was scrolling on the internet somewhere and found a BBC article about how the UK government announced an inquiry into allegations that the SS SAS killed all sorts of in, um, uh, civilian people in... I'm actually reading part of the title here. Um, in Afghanistan, I think it was. Mm -hmm. uh, and immediately, you know, that made me like rethink and say to myself, boy. First, my <laughs> first response was, obviously. Mm -hmm. my, uh, my second response was, but hold on. Like, what does that mean for the way that I responded to this piece of media that I decided that I really liked, right? Which is essentially glorifying this thing that actually really happened, apparently. And it's a weird, like, you know, we talk about, um, you know, separating art from artists and that kind of thing, but this is a lot worse. This is kind of like, you remember we watched, and for some reason it hit me immediately and I just decided to hate the movie. But we watched uh, a movie, was it something about animals, where it was like a, a, a semi-documentary um, about some, yeah, some I don't children. Yeah, the name that, of the movie. Like, What's it called? It's not Nocturnal Animals, it's something yeah. else. Um, they they essentially did a heist where they stole some, or tried to steal some art and kill somebody or hurt yeah. somebody or something. Yeah, like man. Right, right, um, right. And I remember feeling immediately like, yo, this is a real story. American animals. American, yeah. American animals. Mm -hmm. This is a real story. These are real people. And how dare you try to make me feel sorry for these people that like did something that, that caused bodily harm, right? Yeah. And that's like, as I read this article and think about that, all of a sudden, that's the sort of feeling that I have for the show. And so I just wanted to, you know, uh, vent, I suppose, but but to, to also add, you know, if, if there is any sort of input, insights that you folks may have, that would be that would be nice. I mean, there are, and I know I've talked about this a lot, there are things that generally make me feel icky with movies and just not fun about them. Um, you talk about the Tarantino stuff, and I think he gets away with it because he bends towards the exploitative 
um, genre of the movie making. Um, but I mean, a lot of people have written a lot of things about his films, which are valid feelings. Um, I, which I don't necessarily disagree. I just see a different movie and I enjoy the movie that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't remember being as disgusted with American animals. I know other movies I've seen have given me that feeling. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the, the the protagonist of the movie or the ethos of the movie. It can just be a scene that gets me. Um, but yeah, those things can definitely throw you completely off with films. Um, I've not watched this show. I've I've seen it like advertised in my in my Google TV, being like, "Go watch this on Prime," because um, it's on Prime here. I don't know if you're watching it on Prime, um, but uh, yeah, I I rented it. Um, at a discounted cost. But yes, I have noticed that since then it's gone on Prime and I could have just watched it there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> this is my best answer to you. It's very <laughs> specific to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's that's all I had to, to talk about. I, I ended on the on a sour note, shall we say. <laughs> That's All right. Um, I got a couple things to talk about. Lots of them aren't going to be very long. Um, some things I just want to half mention for the sake of mentioning it. Um, I rewatched Armageddon. Um, that movie is so incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, we all know Michael Bay movies are dumb, mm-hmm. right? But there's like a focus to like the the movie that doesn't pay attention to how dumb it is that Michael Bay movies are. That, that in my mind, I imagine like Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys movies are dumb, but it focuses so clearly on like the action that you never think about how stupid things are most times. That you just kind of get through the movie, and then it, it's like someone robbed you, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you never knew for like three hours, and later you're like, I'm robbed. <laughs> somehow rewatching Armageddon I'm like this is so actively stupid <laughs> it's hilarious um, just wanted to mention that that Michael Bay update um, and uh, what else do I want to talk about um, I, I don't know why because this show also is terrible but I'm, I've done it anyways Babe, I'm going to blame Damien for, for um, peer pressuring me um, I've caught up with Blue Lock and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why uh-huh. but i have uh-huh. i remember liking shows like this more when it was haikyuu uh-huh. but you know i'm here for blue lock yeah. um but talking more about anime vinland saga is back for season two and i'm not going to talk about like the plot of the show because number one i i'm still going to do my best to harass damon to watch to watch mm-hmm. vinland saga but the second season starts out at a separate time it moves wherever and all i want to mention is probably one of the funniest the the most ironically funny thing I've ever seen happen in a TV show. So this is about like Vikings and shit. So this season we start off in Denmark. Um, but before that, we start off back in England mm-hmm. and a, a Danish Vikings are like pillaging a village and then they grab up one dude and send him back to Denmark to be a slave. Mm-hmm. And he is now a slave. And he's like sold to like a guy. And the guy is like, all right, so my deal with you is this. Like, I'm not going to like beat you up or treat you terribly. All you have to do for me is you have to like farm this land. And every year I'm going to like cut the crop and I'll quote unquote pay you Mm -hmm. 
for like and when you've paid off your value you're now free mm-hmm. and he's like oh this is a good deal and now you have to remember what i started this this man is an englishman mm-hmm. and he says we treat slaves terribly in our country i didn't think people would be this nice to slaves and i just mm-hmm. sat there with mm-hmm. that's pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah i had to pause the show uh-huh. to be like well done guys like show <laughs> but yeah Vinland Saga is back and it's doing Vinland Saga things um it's taking its time but I'm happy with it it's it's it, it's earned its time right for me um but anyways on to actual things um I watched The Whale which I won't talk about too much because I did a podcast with Ryan so I'll put a link in the show Go listen to us talk about the whale. Ooh. I don't love the whale. Stop fat, <laughs> stop fat shaming the man. That's all that is. Um, uh, is, but yeah. I, the only reason I want to watch that is because I want to see what um, Brendan Fraser is up to. Because that movie does not seem appealing in any way, shape or form. But uh, I need to see it because I need to see him in a movie he needs to burn on yeah, i need to see him he's pretty movie. good in it yeah so i hear pretty good in it so i hear i've heard mixed things about the movie but it's i mean yeah. that's what the internet is for <laughs> <laughs> it's like do you want to be a part of the discourse yeah. no you no i hate you because you disagree with yeah, me yeah that's literally that's it, right. yeah um other things on here to talk about i watched the new coriator film broker um, I'm sad to say it doesn't stack up to my favorite Coriator films. It is not Shoplifters. Um, however, kind of like us talking about Korean movies early in this podcast, mm-hmm. it gave me a new latest thing where I'm like, that's so ultra specific. This to has to be real. Yeah. And I looked it up and it was real. Um, so uh, for anyone who knows what this movie is about, it's about a group of, they say, human traffickers. Right. Basically, they they take children who are put who are abandoned and put into the system and then pick them up and then sell them to loving parents is the thing they tell themselves to make them feel better, Mm -hmm. to say that they're giving them a loving family. Um, So it's about this crew of people basically taking a baby is dropped off at a church um, and they are working in the church and they basically pick up the baby and say this one. We're going to take this one to sell it. And it's them going on the road to sell the baby. Um, But in the process, they had... And literally, I came home from this movie and said this to my wife. And my wife said, yeah, we have that here. And I'm like, holy shit. Um, So when they drop off the baby at the church, they had a baby box to like put the baby in like you were were putting in a a package or like a a late book at the library, Mm -hmm. but the library was closed. They're like, we're closed right now. Can you please put him in this box so that we'll see him later? And I understand... Was it labeled returns? (laughs) And I understand how it makes sense. New arrivals, don't (laughs) And at the same time, I was horrified to see that it made sense. I want you guys to understand uh-huh. like my brain just going through this process of being like uh, it had to like how we were talking about things in movies. I didn't think people abandoning babies at fire stations was a real thing for a lot of my life. Ah. Uh, right. So I made that up <laughs> right? for movies, eh? 
Yeah, or or the, the or leaving them on the church steps because why would you do that? But anyways, <laughs> moving on twenty more steps later. <laughs> yes. Moving on twenty more steps later to now having a dedicated box to be like, please put the baby in. Yeah. My brain had exploded. Put, put the <laughs> in baby in the box. <laughs> anyways, um, the movie's cute enough. Like, um, San Kang Ho is incredible as always, and the rest of the cast has a time there are a few there's a young boy who you meet halfway through the movie who is who is obsessed with becoming a football star and you see him just talking about working in the epl and playing alongside son Heung-min. and i'm like yep that's never gonna happen that's never <laughs> never <laughs> uh, but hey he has he has the character to allow uh-huh. for it um but on a whole the movie is fine um i like pieces of it it's not a bad movie but yeah broker um and the last movie i'll talk about is a movie for douglas because as he says constantly on this podcast um dubs not subs right douglas so i got around to watching the english dub um living that is the english dub of the 1950s movie ikiru um starring Starring Bill Nye in the titular role um, of, <laughs> um, I'm going to call him Mr. Zombie because I want to call him that, um, who is... Wait, sorry, hang on. <clears throat> Bill Nye is starring in a movie called Living. Yes. And he's in the titular role. He's in the lead role. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he plays the character of William who is a government worker who does his job and one day if anyone's seen Iker it's the same plot Mm -hmm. um, he finds out he has cancer and he has X months to live and so he finally goes fuck this shit and like tries to live life Mm -hmm. Um, and it's fascinating to see because Iker is a movie I've actually not watched for a long time but I adore it and to see it like this, to see movie, because first of all, the movie is set in the fifties, and the movie, the cinematography and the way things are set up are entirely like a British fifties movie. Like even the, the the text of the title and like the everything is just like w- this could have been a Paul and Pressburger fifties movie. Is how they definitely can make it happen, and it's. It's fun to kind of see that, especially with Bill Nye just being Bill ass fucking Nye um, in all of this movie. Um, another gentleman who I enjoyed in another movie that. Um, why have I forgotten his name? His name is it Jamie Wilkes? Um, I, I need. To, I should have written down his name. Um, the the guy from. Do you guys remember that movie? the joanna hogg movie the souvenir and the drug boyfriend that had the the cleft yeah yeah Yeah. he's also in this movie and he is just as engaging as he was he's he is he's my definition of a character as character actor he's like a guy who can show up give you a solid 10 15 minutes of like just a just a guy and like you leave the movie remembering him just being that guy. I can't remember any specifics, but I feel like I've seen him in a number of movies since and enjoyed what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can't find his name here right now, and I'm very upset at that. Um, but yeah, 
the movie is an enjoyable remake. It's almost like thinking of movies like this almost as like a play staging where they just recast everybody and it's just nice to see. Okay. Um, is it the newest, greatest movie of all time? No, because Ikiru still exists. Yes. But hey, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I enjoyed my time with living okay. and Bill Nye continues to be a person I enjoy watching at the movies. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. <laughs> Um, no. obviously I'd say they don't need to remake the greatest movie of all time <laughs> it's, I mean, don't worry it's, they'll never make remake the fifth element <laughs> you, you said that but we're around the time period where some psychopath is going to be like you know what you know what people liked in the 90s the mm. fifth element Lilu Dallas Multipass. Douglas. I mean, I could, is, I could talk about Last of Us. There's a True Lies TV show. Oh, yeah. Which there's is a, psychotic. I heard about that. That I is psychotic. Not, I should try and watch that. No, but Douglas, I, I forgot. you shouldn't. We could talk about Last of Us because I yeah, have watched everyone the episodes has. as well. Yeah, yeah. everyone has. Like, My only question to you guys mm-hmm. is over under. Yeah. How long until it becomes the new Walking Dead? Oh, like oh, never. Three more episodes. No. The, the, they're specifically not making... The whole thing about... <laughs> about this show is that it's never going to be that. Like, the the zombies are never the, the thing. They're not going to build Amen. a house or hide from anything. Like, if Andrew, you I played those some... games. It's not The Walking <laughs> Dead. Damien White, I have some magic beans for you. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about you know. Douglas, here's how I know. <laughs> here's how I know it's not going to happen. Um, they change things from the game to make the TV show better. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I thought they were just going to be lazy about it, but no, this is the Chernobyl people. I don't think they know how to, even if they wanted to. <laughs> I still need to watch that show. I Do- yes, you do. Douglas, Chernobyl's really good. I Douglas, know, I know, I know. stop. I know, stop I what know, you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, it Stop has talking been... about shit like it, English. It... Go watch Chernobyl. All right, no, no let's well, not, first of let's all, not get carried go away. away. Here, okay? All right, I got dirty. I got dirty for a minute. I'm sorry. I apologize. Second of all, I know that I need to watch that movie because it has a, a, a belt loader in it. All I mean, right? yes. Like, it's, a, a, a it's, also a, it's also a is... TV show and it's six episodes, I think. Is it six episodes? <laughs> Something like yeah. that. It's an HBO show. It's real good. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, a miniseries. Listen, the, the Last of Us is like. From from the second you play that video game, you're like, hey, you know what? Where this would be good on TV, <laughs> and turns out the people they made a TV show out of it, and it's very good. It is well acted. They're, like it's a H, it's a HBO prestige TV show, so it's getting the full treatment, and it's yep. like it's just good, like <laughs> like um. The curse for video game adaptations is whatever um, oh, God, is officially so. broken with this one because <laughs> this one is. I still, I still, I'm just so in my mind. I've just decided they're going to, as it gets popular right now, yeah. they're just going to like run it into the Walking Dead ground eventually. Yes, they are. They have H- to. Right. HBO don't need that. HBO has dragons to run into the ground. They don't need. I was about they to don't say, need their I mean, own Walking Dead. Have you Dead. seen? 
they already have their own walking exactly. dead with dragons except um except do you know what the do you know what amc did when they had the walking dead made more they walking made dead. another walking yeah dead. no i'm aware that's what they last made of us several is. more walking dead um yeah. no but hbo has dragons <laughs> like the john snow tv show is coming out this year and then House of Dragon season two is coming out next year. Like they don't need. Right, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Are you being silly or are you serious? No, there's a Jon Snow. There's a Jon Snow TV show that comes out this year, Douglas. No. Yes. No. Yes. So all right, Douglas's homework now for the next podcast is not just to finish up Path of Panchali. He needs to start playing The Walking Dead. He still has a PS3 or PS4. He can like load up the walk by, not why am i saying the walk the last, the last of us you can load up the last of us on there so and that, like play through so that, that you can see that it's not um it's not built like the walking dead um uh, but the show is good like i have to say it's good. i have to say watching the show like i kind of have that itch to play the first one again yeah, that sony is well um, aware that's why they remade it just in time for you to buy it again no i refuse i refuse PS5. to buy the new one I'll, I'll 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 play like the four remaster yeah. that i think is on like the ps plus or yeah, something but what if you could get enhanced everything on nope. the shining for for just 70 dollars <laughs> you can nope. buy this game a fourth time PS3, PS4, like and Sony, PS5. To be fair, why has Sony... Sony knows mm-hmm. how to get people to buy the PS5. Yeah. Um, they need to make a new Red Dead Redemption, so I have to buy a PS5. I'd never use it. I like, mean, why, why if, have they not if Sony this? was in charge, you'd probably have one, but Rockstar <laughs> is in charge. Rockstar and we have We haven't had a Grand Theft Auto for 13 years. <laughs> is there one coming out now? Yeah, they're it, making it, a like, new one. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they've always been when making they're a good new and one. ready. Exactly, <laughs> but the old one, five, that is thirteen years old, is still printing money. So they're in no rush to make a mm-hmm. new one. And yeah, and we'll all get a Red Dead after that. <laughs> so all like I wanted was Red Dead Redemption One remastered, like. Not even remake. I don't even need them to like remake. Just, just put it just, out. Uh, just, just like it out. just re-compile it for like the modern consoles for PC preferably, and just like give it to yeah, me. Yeah, just put it out. Right, let me. I'll pay you a full eighty dollars for. <laughs> and I mean, there there were rumors that they they had it up and running on the Red Dead Two engine, but yeah. That's- I saw that. Yeah. And and also rumors that the Grand Theft Auto thing spoiled it. Yeah. Where when that flopped, mm-hmm. like, like when the shit didn't work, they're like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. And Next. Right. It just kind of. Right. If we're putting these out again, we can't take the cheap way because people are going to be real upset and they're mm-hmm. just not going. Because, Andrew, if they had put out proper versions of those remakes, even though I probably would not play them a lot, I'd have bought it just to have updated version of all of the old grand theft autos and they just didn't they've just <laughs> like what how much more money does this company need <laughs> Them madness uh, weird anyways yeah. that's been the video game podcast that is tump um thank you so much for listening enjoy time i thought damien didn't like this I'm terrified of you I wait my whole life To fight the right one 
Then you come along and that freaks me out So I'm frightened, ooh, Dracula 